0: Byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's buyheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Additional terms and conditions apply.
1: Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable.
2: project and getting on the line with megan every week has been such a gift and even when it has been hard to find the time or frustrating that we can't do more faster as soon as i get on the line with megan i just have the absolute best time
1: welcome
3: to didn't i just feed you a podcast about feeding kids
0: hi i'm stacy and i'm megan Welcome to our 100th episode. Woo. Yay. Woo.
2: Can you believe, Megan, that we have been recording, didn't I just feed you, for two
0: years? Longer than that. Is it's it? been some time <laughs> since we drunkenly started a family food podcast. It's true. I guess I was thinking we... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wholesome content right here for you, families. um We published our first episode the first week of oh
0: uh, Yes, like two years ago. First week of August. Wow. But what people don't know is there's actually like six never aired episodes yes, that we recorded when we didn't know what we were doing. Oh my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then when it came time to actually edit them and the like, I I had no idea what it would cost. And when we brought Samantha on, and I was like, okay, it's going to cost this much to edit this many episodes. Let's not include the first six. And let's start with our interview with Catherine McCord, right? That's our very first episode, isn't it? Very first
2: episode. And it's so funny because someone in our listeners group recently was like, hey, what about a mini episode going back and telling us how you started? And I was remembering we made a conscious decision not to do one of those like, hi, this is who we are, you guys. Like, let's chit chat. Because we're like, let's just jump in with the goods and yeah. like, people will figure out who we are over the course of listening to the show, which is what happened.
0: Right. Yeah. Although maybe one day I'm going to unearth the hour long recording that we did of like both of our backgrounds and how we grew up. That now there's like no chemistry because we didn't know each other yet. <laughs> I think we had chemistry. for It's so bad, which might kind of get us to what today is, yes! right? <laughs> Speaking of chemistry. We're super excited because we roped our wonderful editor, Samantha, into playing the newlywed game with us, like a Q&A to see how well we each know each other after recording 100 plus episodes together. Because I forget there's like mini episodes. Yeah. We've done ad recordings together. It's like hours and hours of audio together.
2: And for anyone who doesn't know Sam, she's been with us since the very beginning of Didn't I Just Feed You. She's edited and listened to every single episode that you guys have listened to over these past two years, including a few things that you guys haven't heard (laughs) besides those very beginning episodes. Sam... How
3: do you think we do? Are we good podcasters? Do you approve? I think you guys have done very well. And thank you so much for letting me (laughs) co-host this very monumental episode. I'm very excited (laughs) to be here. So I feel like...
2: Do people know what the newlywed game is? I have to say... So, Megan, today's also my birthday. We're recording on my birthday. Ooh, happy birthday. And as of today, we have a few months where I am like a full 10 years older than you. I mean, that's not really how time works and years work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? But you're 35. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm 45, 45 today. October. Yep. And when I recommended that we record a newlywed style game, I was like, wait, does she even know what that is? Because... I barely knew what it was. It was like a show in the 70s that I must have caught the tail end of. you have to I look it up? I think
0: they did a revival in the 90s or like I early 2000s. Did. Yeah. And so I definitely did. I was telling Samantha before our recording that I had to like literally go back and watch old episodes and like <laughs> see what the, the question format style was. And then I did a lot of Googling of like what our newlywed... Uh, game questions. So that's where this set of questions came from. And so we like each recorded separately with Samantha for our answers. And Samantha's gonna like, you're gonna hear our answers and then hear how. Wrong.
3: <laughs> it all shake out. It um, all shake out in the wash. These were so. some serious questions here. They were they were not you know surface questions that I thought maybe after listening to a hundred episodes myself I would have the answer to. They were some some tough ones in there. Well, you oh, know what's yeah? so
2: funny, right? The questions, the style of questions, were designed for people who had just gotten married, right? So it was supposed to be this funny thing of like, how well do you guys really know each other? How deeply? And when I read the question. I was like, oh, man, like Megan really got in there. And I said to her on another phone call, I was like, I'm a little bit nervous. (laughs) She's like, well, the good news is we're not married. And I don't (laughs) expect you to know me like quite that deeply necessarily. Um, But still, I think it's good. I think it's fun.
0: Yeah, I definitely didn't have any hurt feelings. Like I had zero (laughs) expectations that you would know all the answers. And I hope you'll have the same grace for me because i I think i really bombed some (laughs) all right so without further ado i think we should let samantha jump in with the very first question
3: so the first question was what would their last meal be i
2: think it would be a steak i'm gonna
3: okay this is i'm
2: giving myself bonus challenges i'm gonna say like medium rare I don't think she's ever said how she likes her steak, but steak frites. And I'm going to say maybe um, starting with a cheese plate and maybe (laughs) a whiskey cocktail, Mm. but then with the steak frites,
0: um, a good glass of red wine. Okay. I have actually been thinking about this question more than any of the other ones. And I feel like torn between whether she would choose something that like is very Greek and is homey and comforting to her or not being like very meal specific and it just being this like long, luxurious meal. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think she would make her last meal multi-course. Like it would start with a cheese plate and there would be a cocktail there would be a salad course. There would be wine with the salad course. I feel like the main meal would be something like steak frites. And she would definitely end with a dessert that involves sour cherries. That's my that's my guess. It feels like a big guess. What would your last meal be, Stacy? <laughs> my last meal
2: okay so i actually think you did pretty good megan I really mean, okay everything everything i like is luxe. and that's the first thing so right i
0: was like what is the most yes. extra <laughs> yes. last
2: meal stacy could have cheese plate and cocktails a hundred a hundred percent steak a hundred percent like french fries yes like but, you know, even, oh, like a potato gratin, I was thinking too, like where you add even more mm, cheese with the potatoes, yes. but totally in line. So I'm feeling really good, Megan, about to this question. <laughs> I like the Greek yogurt with sour cherries for dessert. So here's where I think you're a brilliant food professional, because in Greece, that actually is a dessert. And it is like one of my favorite things. Like when we're traveling there, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is dessert but my last meal, like that might be the, like, instead of a cheese course, I would do that,
0: but okay. like, I'm not going to skip dessert. <laughs> <laughs> last meal. What would your dessert be then?
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so hard. I would probably do donuts. Now you have me thinking on this whole other line of thought. There's A Greek dessert called Galactoburiko, which is one of my favorites. It's phyllo with uh, custard, and it's like all drenched in a honey syrup. And I feel like before you mentioned Greek yogurt, it wouldn't have come to mind. But like that would be a perfect ending
0: to a like steak, cheese, yummy cocktail dinner. You know what? I am 100% sure you have mentioned that as a dessert before. Yeah, right? In an episode. Now that you say that, I'm like, oh, I remember <laughs> you saying <that."
2: laughs> This game is so fun. Uh, I should okay. have gone and
0: listened to the whole catalog before we recorded. <laughs> okay. So here's a little bit funny thing. You also guessed that my last meal would be steak fries. I did. Am I right? Uh, no. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Can you guess a cheese plate with whiskey? And you said I'd probably have something like rich and chocolatey for dessert. I didn't even think about dessert for my last meal. Wait my, a minute. Yeah. This is my, my last meal. Upside down and backwards and inside out. You're I like know, a little bit This is like a really person. weird I am a dessert person, but like I feel like a breakfast sandwich is (gasps) the most life-changing, mood-altering meal. Like, when I'm having a crummy day, I can turn it all around. If I have, like, a perfect brioche bun with an over-easy or sunny-side-up egg, bacon, cheese, that's, like, my, that's what I want to eat as my last meal. With the also addition, because it's, like, fantasy last meal, of that I can have Waffle House hash browns on the
2: side. (laughs) So, all right. Okay, 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 okay. I clearly got in a, like, headspace of last meal and associating that with dinner. Right. Right. And you know what's funny about the sandwich is that we, because you're based in Boise and I'm based in Brooklyn, we don't get to spend that much time together in person. Like, we've definitely made, created opportunities along the way. And I totally forgot how much you love breakfast sandwiches. I'm curious to hear if our listeners knew that, because I feel like I remember that from being together with you in person in Portland. Mm, Yes. And the hash browns, the Waffle House hash browns from my trip to, was it either when we met in Atlanta or I was talking about how I was going to North Carolina and you were like, oh, you need to go to Waffle House. And I was like, oh, I've never been. Still never been, by the way, which is crazy.
0: Listen, people don't agree. Waffle House gets so much shade for like how dirty and gross they can be. But it's (laughs) like... (laughs) When there's something about like when you're a parent and you have to do Saturday or Sunday mornings alone and your kids are up at like 5 a.m. You're like, I'm just going to we can go in our jammies and everyone can get exactly what they want. It's going to cost like ten dollars. We're totally that's doing amazing. it. That's amazing. And so that's like that's the memory connected with Waffle House hash browns for me. It's like all those early mornings of being a parent.
2: All right, um, so if we're not doing points. See, I'm a little competitive. I'm still revealing Samantha myself. Samantha said the
0: same thing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you win. She was, was like, you win
2: that round. Ding, ding, ding. You gotta be a
0: winner. <laughs> she <laughs> was like, it should be a point system. And I said, because we're recording on your birthday, it can't be. Like, you, you just win. I yeah, win. Thank you. you win. Win. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't worry though. It gets good. Okay, Samantha, you
3: ready with the next question? Sorry. The next question, not so serious. What is their favorite flavor of potato chip?
2: Oh my gosh, this is really hard. Okay, so I wanna say something cheesy, right? But then like that takes me down a Doritos place. And and this is potato chips, so I'm not gonna answer that. But then when I think about the cheddar-flavored potato chips, it just doesn't feel right. I think the bottom line here is that I truly have no idea, and I'm gonna guess. <laughs> Just plain. Like I'm going to guess a plain kettle chip, like wow. a nice salty plain kettle chip.
0: Okay. I wrote this question so I can count and say it's like a cheese, like a cheese doodle, not an actual potato chip, but like a cheesy puff. Mm-hmm. I know they love the Barbara's ones. That's my official answer. A cheese doodle. Okay. There you go. <laughs> cheese doodle. So Stacey, what is your actual favorite potato chip?
2: Pudding? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you half points for cheese doodles because you're right that cheese doodles are on the top of the list, but not the poofy ones. Like, and right, I get confused. You like, like the Barbara's a lot, right? Yeah. I like the crinkly family. hard ones. Yes. Not those airy ones. Okay, but not a chip, so. <laughs> not a chip,
0: <laughs> in fairness.
2: Okay, then Minus when, 10 you get, points. when you get to chips, though, it gets confusing because then I like a Dorito because again, cheese. We're going for the cheese thing. But when you really force me to answer about a potato chip, I don't like the cheddar-y potato chip flavors for whatever reason. I love salt and vinegar potato chips. Ooh. Those are my favorite. Like if I have to have a potato chip, like I said, cheese doodles and Doritos wet. But if I have to have a potato chip, it'll be salt and vinegar.
0: Okay. That is also my favorite flavor of potato oh, chips. I almost guessed that. Like, I think there's no higher pleasure than, uh, like, bitter cocktail and salt and vinegar potato chips. Oh,
2: i I should have put so that as annoyed. part of my last meal. I'm so annoyed. I really almost. And then I was like, oh, like. I just wasn't sure. And like you, I feel like are really good with like classic clean flavors, too. And I know you
0: like to make kettle chips. Yeah, I
2: think kettle chips was
0: a really good like guess. I I don't think that was like (laughs) I I am not offended by that guess. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see why Stacey would think that. And I do. I love a like a classic ruffle, just salt like a salty, super crunchy potato chip. I do, but I'd rather it be salt and vinegar. Yeah, it's just, I just, yeah. do
2: I get points for knowing for sure it wouldn't be a, like, cheddar or BBQ flavored? Yes,
0: you do. So many points. All right. It's you. you win. You win thank this you, round I win. also. <laughs> <laughs> Let's record all of our episodes on
3: my birthday. <laughs> all right. All right, next, next question. Q. What is their biggest kitchen pet peeve?
2: Okay, because I feel like she has said on the show, she has said some things that bug her, and I'm going through the library in my head of episodes. I feel like there's something she doesn't like prepping at all. Is it like cauliflower rice? No. Is it like peeling potatoes? Ugh, no. Okay, this is a total cop-out, because everybody who listens at all knows that she's a minimalist. So I'm going to go for saying, like, collecting a bunch of, kitchen gadgets that do like that have only a single purpose
3: mm-hmm. Like a
2: yeah she only likes multitasking uh, tools or uh, I don't know like she's not like if she's not positive she's gonna use like one of those countertop appliances like she won't buy it like it's not her thing
0: I think that's a cop out answer but it's what I'm going with there you go okay this is fun because I've actually cooked with Stacy in her kitchen and she one does not really love when like everyone's physically in the kitchen she likes when people can like sit and chat with her, which is like basically how they have their kitchen set up. It's like two counters on either side of it. And the fridge and the pantry are kind of like in the, mi- and the cooktop and stuff are all in the middle. So like her kids can sit at the countertop and like chat, but not physically be in the kitchen. And also people who don't clean up as they go. Like she cleans as she goes, even though Mike does all of their dishes, she tries to make like minimize the dishwashing after dinner. Probably for her own sanity, too, like to keep her counters clean and stuff. But yeah, her biggest pet peeve is the people who don't clean as they go.
2: I'm laughing so hard at your answer because this is one of those deep ones where I'm like, oh, she knows me better than I know myself. Cause I was like, I was going to the place of like, what like there's some chopping tasks yes. that I really hate. Yes. I know you do too. And like that's the line of thinking I was on. And actually you're more right about me than I am about myself. I wear all the bleeps and bloops hate <laughs> when people are my way in the kitchen. I hate it. I'm like, please, like, and I get really frustrated. <laughs> I'm like, this is my space please and then also with cleanup if I relinquish cleanup like if I say okay I'm gonna let go I see people clearing things to be helpful that's fine but if I haven't like if I'm cleaning up and I'm like no don't worry if I say no don't worry and you're still in my freaking way <laughs> like cleaning up my in a way that I don't want my to be cleaned up I'm annoyed there you go <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought this was a little I'm not bit proud. Unfair. Of myself. I'm not in proud retrospect, of because I've cooked with you in your kitchen before. So like <laughs> have. I have that small advantage. So you without ever having cooked together in a kitchen, like in my kitchen, we've we've cooked together in your kitchen. I've food I food styled on our first shoot together for Didn't I Just Feed You and for Stacy And FYI, so, you wanted
2: me out of the freaking way too. It's
0: true. It's true. <laughs> and <laughs> sort of like in line with <laughs> With your answer where you said that I would choose like minimalism in a kitchen, like I don't like when there's like a ton of stuff and unnecessary equipment, which isn't necessarily wrong. But I didn't think of that as my biggest kitchen pet peeve. I said my biggest kitchen pet peeve was is like starting in a dirty kitchen. Oh, yeah, which happens sometimes, you know, now that everyone's home, like my husband will make lunches or snacks or whatever. And then when I come up to cook dinner, like it's not like the kitchen isn't gross, but there's like crumbs to pick up and like dishes to put in the dishwasher. And I have like I I have to do it before I start. I can't start cooking in a kitchen that's not like tidied. I
2: so agree with that. I did not know that about you. I yeah. don't even feel like we've talked about that before. And I think this is an episode idea in the making. <laughs> yeah, right? I
0: think it'll come up. We have a, a future episode planned about cleaning up the kitchen. Yeah. or I, I think it'll come up for sure.
2: I get that. I can't even, like, if there's, like, two bowls in the sink that haven't been loaded into the dishwasher, like, I can't start cooking yeah no it has to be done heads up these days i'm like i'm gonna start cooking in an hour and like everybody knows that's my like get your shit and put it in the dishwasher like if you left your food out or whatever (laughs) deal because i don't want it i don't want to see it when i get
0: (laughs) it's also like the time to tell the boys to get out their kiwi crates and do work because you're about to like need the kitchen alone by yourself right oh my gosh I'm so glad that you mentioned Kiwi Quakes.
2: They are seriously saving us this crazy summer when we don't have anything to do. So let's hear from our sponsor. Megan, summer break is finally here. How are you feeling about it this year?
1: Ugh,
2: I'm honestly feeling
0: all of the parent feels right now.
2: Right? I mean, there's relief that remote school's over, dread that there's no camp, concern about how we're all going to manage work family life with so many of us still at home.
0: And guilt. With parents balancing more than ever, it's easy to feel bad about the choices we make to occupy our kids. I know, but you know what? Let's get to the good stuff
2: because we're here with fantastic news. First off, we're writing all parents a permission slip to
0: let go of the guilt. Y'all are doing your best and it's truly good enough. And hey, Megan, us too! Truly. And we're proud to share KiwiCo, a new sponsor making it easier for parents to keep kids busy and learning all summer long in a way that feels good to them and to us.
2: KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on art and science projects that kids can do from home. Each KiwiCo box is delivered monthly and comes with all the supplies needed for that month's project, plus detailed kid-friendly instructions and a cool magazine
0: filled with content to learn more about each crate's theme. I love the huge range of topics, too. Emmett gets the koala crate designed for preschoolers, and without travel this summer, Ella has been excitedly exploring through her Atlas crate subscription. And hey, KiwiCo crates
2: are not just for younger kids. The Maker and Eureka crates are amazing for tweens and teens like my 13-year-old, and there are three different options for school-aged kids like Oliver, my 10-year-old. He especially loves the science and engineering projects and the tinker crates.
0: With KiwiCo's hands-on art and science projects, kids can engineer a walking robot, blast off a bottle rocket, explore colorful, kid-friendly chemistry, and more, all from the comfort of home. Everything you need to make art and science seriously fun delivered to your doorstep.
2: I've even gotten in on the fun, which is saying a lot since the most exciting part about KiwiCo crates is that they
0: keep my kids busy independently. <laughs> Get your first month free on select crates at KiwiCo.com backslash didn't I just feed you that's K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash didn't I just feed you
3: okay so the next question is another tough one if they could only eat one food for the rest of their life what would it be it definitely is
2: either chocolate or cheese
3: And I don't know, I don't even think it's
2: reasonable to ask me to choose between the two. (laughs) Um, But let's say I really, really had to. I'm gonna go with chocolate. I'm gonna go with high quality chocolate, like dark chocolate
0: with like crunchy sea salt or something along those lines. I'm torn between saying cheese or like Greek yogurt and sour cherries. Maybe she would also say wine.
3: Ooh, ooh. Is wine a food? I mean, I guess if you believe in it. (laughs) (laughs) If that's the only thing you eat for the rest of your life, it is.
0: (laughs) I said I would eat potatoes for the rest of my life if I could only eat one. Like, because I was thinking if I could only eat one food for the rest of my life. Okay, we interpreted it
2: slightly different.
0: Yes. So because like there's a million ways that you can eat potatoes. And I feel like I've talked about this in one of the like side dish episodes because like you can have a baked potato or you can make like potato gnocchi or French fries or mashed potatoes. Like there are just a million ways that I actually enjoy eating a potato. And so that's what I would eat for the rest of your the rest of my life. But then I answered the question more as like, what is your favorite thing? And so that's why I said sour cherries and Greek yogurt would be your one thing that you would eat for the rest of your life. Is that based in any fact at all?
2: (laughs) Well, now it's so funny because when I hear the two different approaches to the question... It's really, I, you know, what we should have done. I should have written down my answers ahead of time. Yes. I had a sense of what I was going to say in my head, but now I'm not being held accountable by the fact that I wrote them out. And I'm like, oh, potatoes is such a smart answer. My answer, if I was at, if I was answering for myself in that vein, I would say eggs. Oh, because okay. I love eggs. You know, like hard boiled eggs. Yes. I and like. A sunny side up egg. You can put that on like anything and it makes it more like proteinous, is Isaac's new favorite word. Um, <laughs> more full of protein and more delicious and more luxe with that runny yolk and hard boiled eggs. But if I answer it thinking about why you said Greek yogurt and sour cherries, I would say something different. <laughs>
0: Say, okay, what would you say? Because
2: I would, I would say-, say like a fast food style hamburger, like a oh, smash really? burger. Yeah, like a really? very salty. It's like my favorite thing. A I feel very salty, by that thin, like griddle fried burger. Oh my god, mayo with special mustard.
0: Sauce
2: on it. Yeah, yes, oh, mayo and ketchup, man. not mustard. Never mustard. Never mustard. I feel embarrassed of myself that I said that, and I know that I'm starting controversy here. Mayo and ketchup, like raw onion. And I like it diced. I don't need rings because I want it to be dispersed evenly. It's like the nacho thing. Listen to our nacho episode for what I'm referring to. That's like my favorite thing that I could eat forever.
0: I am like, honestly, I would have never guessed that. Really? Yes. Do I
2: not talk about hamburgers enough? You really don't. I feel like I need to. (laughs) I feel like... Okay. I'm keeping myself a mystery for everyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you gave away the answer to the next question a little bit, but we'll let Samantha lead us into it. Next
3: question. How do they like their eggs cooked? Okay. Totally
2: cheated. And then as soon as I cheated and figured it out, I was like, oh my gosh, why did I even have to look that up? So. I went onto her Instagram because I know she's done a lot of like biscuit and egg photos. She does those like very beautiful, like close up on sunny side up eggs with a runny yolk. And then I was like, oh, of course
0: she's talked about that. So sunny side up, runny yolk. I feel like the, the, like, I'm like, oh, I wrote this question. I should have worded it just a little bit differently because I feel like. Stacy eats hard-boiled eggs more than any other type of egg, but I don't actually know if that's like her favorite way or if she would choose to have like a beautiful omelet or like fluffy scrambled eggs mm-hmm. if someone was cooking for her. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a difference. I mm-hmm. They just eat so many hard-boiled eggs as a family for snacks and for meals, um, but I don't actually know if that's her favorite way to eat them. Mm, now I need to ask. I can't That's wait to tricky. get the, the answer. Yeah. Uh, Samantha, I want to know how you like your eggs cooked.
3: You know, I think between the hard-boiled and the sunny side up, I mean, those two are those two are pretty key. I think I, I eat a lot of eggs. Uh, I agree that it's probably one of my favorite foods. So, yeah, I, I think yeah. you can't go wrong with a hard-boiled egg in a salad or on some avocado toast. Yes. So this good. is
0: one of my, this is, this may actually be my most favorite question because I feel like it's a really, like, intimate question. Like, you don't really know how people like their eggs cooked unless you, like, live with them and you're, mm. ra- like, cooking breakfast yes, for them totally. all the time. Which is why it comes up in the newlywed game. And also, maybe this is why it made you so nervous, Stacey. It did. <laughs> yeah. I did. Because like I, I felt like there was a really right answer to this.
2: Yes. And that it was something it. I
0: should know. I did. You yeah. did. Okay. So, I don't... But I don't feel like I nailed my answer for you because... I said that you mostly eat hard-boiled eggs, but that you might really love like a fluffy omelet if it's cooked well. But you just said you'd love a sunny-side-up egg. Okay. So you just love an egg all around?
2: I do. So my first blush answer would be a sunny-side-up egg because it's the sexiest kind of egg there is. Yes. Right? Like hands down. Give me the yolk. Give it to me. Give it. Yes. Drench me in yolk. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. Like mixed into every, like, like even the yolk with steak tartare, like, ah, it's the best part of making it. So, okay. But in reality, I really do cook hard boiled eggs. Like that's what I eat most. That's what I prep most. I find it the most versatile, but it's very interesting to me that you said a fluffy omelet because I have a very strong opinion about omelet eggs. And it is, I love the really thin kind of diner-style omelet where there's almost more filling, like American cheese, like pile in the ham, onions, pepper, or like feta cheese, onion, tomato, and then just a really thin layer of egg folded over everything.
0: Uh, that's not what I would have guessed. I was picturing the very, like, chic French omelet, where it's almost a little runny inside. And yeah. But there is a lot of cheese. I was right on the cheese. You were right <laughs> on the cheese.
2: You were, I mean, really, everybody can guess that about us at this point. Right. <laughs> like, right. Throw in cheese and they won't be offended.
0: <laughs> it's very true. So you guessed that I would pick a sunny-side-up egg, anything with a runny yolk. And I think that's true. I don't love uh, just regular hard-boiled egg. I like a soft-boiled egg, yes. too, where the yolk is a little bit jammy basically any way that i can have a runny oak i will take it over easy sunny side up soft oiled give it to me all of it
2: i don't know why but it feels very scorpio of you
0: it is
2: isn't it it is i don't know it just it's sort
0: of like a metaphor right like scorpios are they shield a lot is a lot is inside and that's where the good stuff is damn there we go (laughs) love it Speaking to getting to the inside, the next two questions are, they're rough. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they were, they were very personal, but we got some very good answers. So the, the second to last question was, what is their favorite thing about you? Oh, uh, oh
2: God. Okay. I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting to see if she answers more specifically than this. Cause I don't know that I can, even if I challenge myself. I think that Megan really has an appreciation of how extra I can be in all (laughs) ways. (laughs) And I don't know. I don't know if that's what she's going to say or if that's just something that I feel she appreciates about me that I really, really like. Because sometimes I can be extra in ways that people are like, you're too much, Phyllis. And I feel like Megan never, ever, ever makes me feel that way.
1: So, oh. So sweet.
2: <laughs> so I think Megan's favorite thing
0: about me is how extra I am. I feel like Stacy would say. I mean, we both love that we can be petty with each other. <laughs> but I think there's also something about I've never worked with someone or known someone who who has the same drive as me and is facing like similar challenges as being a working mom and also like having these career aspirations. I mean, I I work with a ton of women and I have friends who are working moms, but it's never really like matched, matched mine. And so I would say her favorite thing about me is my like drive and ambition and how that fuels like the work we do together. This is so true. But I appreciate how extra you are, and I like cried listening to it because you were because you said like no one else makes you feel that way, it's and I just true. can't believe that.
2: It's true. Well, I mean, people get tired of how extra. <laughs> So I think there are people in my life who really do appreciate it and it is what they love about me, but also it it becomes the thing that's hard about me. <laughs> and I get that. Like, I think that's a totally legit thing. And I have actually reflected on this a lot about something that I think that really helps our partnership is, might be, I have wondered, I don't actually have like a strong sense. I've gone back and forth. I so often wish that we would lived closer and that we could spend more time in closer proximity to each other. And I have wondered if not being able to do that because we live so far apart is actually part of what makes our magic work in a way.
0: <laughs> I can't decide if that's like, Great or sad? No, like, I think it's because
2: I wonder about my extraness. I'm like I'm like, oh, she might get tired of it too, and be like, listen, Billis, <laughs> relax, because <laughs> I'm I'm a handful. I'm a lot. I can't lie about that. But I'm also getting misty thinking about your answer too, because you mentioned at the very beginning of this episode. Those early episodes where we were getting to know each other and we haven't really talked about it in this like way since where we were really just like getting to know each other and we were just saying things really plainly and sharing things about ourselves. Now there's so much we know about each other that just comes out in like conversations about what's happening in our life. Right. But you shared this with me that like you feel very Torn in some ways, in a way that was very resonant with me about like really deeply being invested in being a mom in a certain kind of way and really being invested in your career.
0: Yes. And not being able to separate those two things. A hundred percent. And
2: so many of the moms I know who are really ambitious about their careers have to find a way to sever that. You know, like, not sever, that's the wrong way of putting it, but like kind of separate. It's
0: compartmentalizing. Yes.
2: Yes. In a way that we really were lucky and privileged enough to not have to do because of the nature of our work and what we're passionate about. And it's not easy to find someone else who walks the same line as you. It's not
0: easy for anybody.
2: Yeah. But, you know, especially us because the line we're walking is so
0: kind of rarefied. I'm literally like have little goosebumps here. I just want to say like I lived with a lot of loneliness and feeling like a career mom who had ambitious ambition that was like so separate from the other career moms that I knew. And like finally having someone like you in my life, it, it like changed. It was a game changer. I don't know any other way to say that. Like I can't imagine that this project would have been as successful as it has been if it wasn't like our shared partnership and our shared drive. I totally agree. Oh, we're going to get all sentimental. <laughs> and also the
2: fact that we've been able to keep it going for 200 episodes and grow. 100
0: episodes. You said 200. Oh, 100. Sorry. You're living in the future, lady. I am.
2: <laughs> that we've been able to keep it up for 100 episodes and grow it because, like, there have been a lot of ups and downs. I mean, there have been a lot of ups and downs even just in the past few months. I know. Never <laughs> mind two years, right? And, like... The way that we have done this dance around, like, I need more space, there's stuff going on with my family, and then leaning into the podcast and leaning out and how we've been able to, like, move through all of that with each other has been kind of remarkable.
0: Yeah. It feels like it always ebbs and flows in the best way. Like, when you need some space, I'm ready to dive in and vice versa. Oh... Oh, I love you so much, Phyllis. Okay, one more question before we, like, turn into a puddle. Samantha's got it for us. This this was the hardest question to answer.
3: Yeah, dude, this was really rough. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So the question is looking inward. It's, what's your favorite thing about yourself?
0: All right.
2: I like that I'm a really hard worker and that when I believe in something, I will, like, I'll really put my nose to the grindstone. And um, I think that comes to mind in this context because honestly, Didn't I Just Feed You has been one of the absolute most rewarding work experiences I've ever had. And I have felt through thick and thin... And really, The Thick and Thin isn't about me and Megan. Like, uh, she has just been a total blessing in my life. But, you know, both of us work on other projects. Mm -hmm. This just started as a, like, fun little side thing to do to have a good time and just kind of took off in a way that we never anticipated or expected And, you know, when I was writing the book, when Megan gets really busy with her work, when we both get overwhelmed with family, (laughs) quarantine, hello, this project and getting on the line with Megan every week has been such a gift. And even when it has been hard to find the time or frustrating that we can't do more faster, as soon as I get on the line with Megan, I just have the absolute best time. So It has been a joy to work hard on this. And I am really proud of myself that I've kept at it because it has just
0: been so fulfilling. I think like being an empath is my greatest strength and greatest weakness. Like it sometimes makes it hard to live in the world, especially right now. But it also like gives me a lot of intuition and that has made me able to make like quick decisions and, like, have good relationships and also cut out bad relationships. Like, Stacey and I met one time before I was like, let's start a podcast together. Like, I just feel like it would be the most fun and you would be the best partner. And i never worked with her in any capacity before. And I feel like it's one of the best decisions that I've ever made to work with her because we get to do this every week and it's similar in a lot of ways to like how i met my husband where we just like it was such a quick decision for us to like start seeing each other and then it just continued to like move quickly but i just like having that intuition and being an empath made it really easy to make that decision so it's so so weird to say it now (laughs)
2: It's not weird, but maybe I would have gotten that right in another two years. Tune in again, yes. guys,
0: for because <laughs> um, that's real deep. Yeah. I love that. Oh, my goodness. In retrospect, I would say the same thing, that, like, I'm a silver linings person. So even yes. if I am a doom and gloom Scorpio some days, I always turn it around and find, like, the joy in everything. Aww, oh, I we're kindred
2: spirits.
0: <laughs> okay. It would be fun to like make the listeners group answer these questions before this airs and see how well they do. That do you think they could do would it? would be amazing. <laughs> Maybe not these mushy questions at the end, but even the like how we like our eggs or our last meal. Or we could give them
2: bonus questions. Like we could say like, how do you guys think we like our coffee? Or like... It'd be Ooh. fun to actually think about questions we know for sure we've answered in
3: previous episodes. Yes. Ha, ha, How let's closely do, it. do
2: you listen? Yeah. One
3: question I know you've definitely talked about is the herb that's most overrated.
0: <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh.
3: Samantha could run a whole, a whole quiz show
0: on, did <laughs> yeah, Probably. She knows all the answers. <laughs> so I just want to wrap things up with saying, of course, Thank you to Samantha for being with us through a hundred plus episodes, even some of the crappy ones. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank
3: you. So you. So awesome. Thank you, well you always
2: make us sound so good. You and really do. Kind of professional. Kind of. You do this for a living.
0: <laughs> uh, you're pro. We are less so. <laughs> um, and we should say thanks again to KiwiCo and obviously like a thank you to our listeners we wouldn't be a hundred episodes in if you weren't here and subscribing and being in the listeners group and on instagram and facebook all the feels
2: for our listeners you guys are the best i was in that listeners group recently and i was just like like laughing crying both yes because they had yes. me rolling on the ground and i was like oh they're so funny and we're all like such a community So, guys, make sure if you aren't already subscribed to our newsletter that you do that. You can find a link in bio on Instagram. While you're on Instagram, if you don't follow us, hit follow. That's super easy. What else? Go to facebook.com backslash didn't I just feed you. That's where you'll find our listeners group.
0: You'll be prompted with a question. The answer is whiskey. Whiskey. And also, don't forget to subscribe to it and I Just Feed You so you don't miss an episode because we've got a 100 more to give you guys. Yes, wherever you listen, hit subscribe now. Uh, Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha (laughs) Gatson. Thanks, Sam, for being here. I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well fed until next week.
3: Don't forget to subscribe. Rate and review. Look for our listeners group on Facebook. The answer to the question is whiskey. Whiskey? You're not allowed to drink whiskey. It's alcohol.
1: Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable.